Hello, hello. Welcome back, everyone, to the Live Faithfully podcast. This is Jalea, your host, or Kingdom RN for you guys who follow me on my social platforms. So, like always, let's jump to those social platforms that you can follow me, and then we're going to jump into this word. I'm on Patreon as Live Faithfully. Once again, that's Patreon Live Faithfully. My blog website is kingdomrn.com. And I'm on Instagram as live underscore faithfully blog. Once again, Instagram is live underscore faithfully blog. Now, let's jump into this. As you can kind of hear, I'm already a little excited about this. The Holy Spirit has been dealing with me and I am really excited about this word. I really, really am. So let's hop into prayer. Let the Holy Spirit enter in. And then we're going to hop into this word because this passage is long, but we're going to break it down afterwards. So if you want to go ahead and grab you some, I don't know, coffee, tea, a notebook, go ahead and we're going to jump into this. So, uh, Father God, I thank you so much for the day. I thank you for waking us up this morning. I thank you that we are able to be here together in this space again and just hear a word from you holy spirit i ask that you just enter into this room would you just anoint my lips to be the pa system that is humbly humbly used by you i ask that you just take over this podcast i ask that you would just oh just pour your spirit out upon us for me and also for those who are listening I just ask that you would just have your way. Father God, not our will, but your will be done. I thank you so much for all you've done, all the things you will do for us. And I pray all these things in your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Take all the glory, God. All right. So we're going to be reading a pretty lengthy passage. But like I said before, we're going to go ahead and read it. And then we'll go back and kind of go through it as the Holy Spirit had led me through it. So we are reading Colossians 3, 5 through 17 in the NIV version. Like I said last week um, that I will be revisiting Colossians because in part one, we went over Colossians three sixteen. So we're going to be looking at uh, the broader passage, kind of like expanding from Colossians three sixteen. So we're reading Colossians 3, 5 through 17. It's so, so, so rich and jam-packed that I just couldn't take one or two verses. Like, you, you got to take the whole thing in the whole context, you know? Like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. So I'm ready to jump in and read this with you all. All right. So it says, put, I'm reading the NIV version, by the way. It says, put to death. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immortality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, 
and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to one another, since you have taken off your old self which is with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Side note, which is being renewed. It's active. No one has arrived. <laughs> Here, there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, or free. But Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love. Another version says put on charity, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Amen. Ooh, like I said, it is full. It was a little lengthy, but I appreciate you guys sticking it through. Now we are going to rewind and break this down. Rewind and break it down. So, the reason I chose such a long passage is because when we started to read, therefore, you know, put to death all these things, you know, sexual mortality, impurity, and now it's saying, you know, rid yourselves of anger, rage, malice. It's like, okay, I'm getting rid of all these things, but what, like, what, what, what am I keeping? <laughs> you know, like, what things am I replacing these old habits with? So, you know, I had to put in, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly love, close yourself with a compassion, kindness, humility. It really was just an all-circumstancing, like, an all-encompassing word or passage. So, earlier, when I read, you used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived. It did not say, once again, um, especially reading the passages from last week, uh, Colossians 2, 6-8, it made another reference to walking. And I said, to walk, not to run. And once again, it says, you used to walk in these ways, which means you did not get into sin overnight. You did not, um, you, you did not always walk, or you did not run into sexual immortality or impurity or lust and evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. You know, you you learn these things through the world and what the world taught you. So therefore, you're not going to 
to lose these ways in the, in the same regard. You're not going to just say, you know, you can get up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I am healed and I'm free and this is it. I am not even going to have any thoughts about anything else. Listen, <laughs> please, please, please claim your healing. Please claim your victory. But just know that the devil will try it. Okay? He will try you. He will try to throw these daggers, these fiery daggers at your, into your heart and at your head. Bringing up thoughts you used to have, you know, bringing up desires you used to have. And a lot of people, including myself, I've, I've, I've been through this as well. We get very frustrated. Like, God, I, I'm, I'm claiming all these things. I'm, I'm, I'm walking your word. I'm reciting, you know, the Bible over my life and over my family daily. Like, what is going on? Why aren't I freed from this? And, and, and the Lord just talked to me. And you, ha- It's like... You, it's like a wall. Like you have to keep hitting it and hitting it and hit. Even the people walking around the wall of Jericho, they didn't walk around once and yell and that was it. It came down. No, it was a. They walked. <laughs> once again, they walked around that wall and they kept walking and kept walking and kept walking until it was time to yell and shout, and the walls came down. But it is a walk. So have grace with yourself. The enemy does not want you to get there. However, the grace of God and the mercy of God is with you. So just keep walking, keep declaring. You will see victory and breakthrough in Jesus' name. Now, <laughs> we're going to come, come down a little. Um, and we're going to talk about do not lie to each other. Since you have taken off your old self, with its practices and have put on the new, excuse me, the new self, which is being renewed, active, no one has arrived, in knowledge and in the image of its creators. So in this section, I want to reference this verse with 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is, grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior. He is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition, which we read about, have passed away. Behold, new things have come, because spiritual awakening brings a new life. And that is 2 Corinthians 5.17 in the Amplified Version. We have been born again. We are a new creature. We're born and renewed by the Holy Spirit. So all these things, which they're talking about, the the previous moral and spiritual condition, they've passed away. So now with this spiritual awakening, which comes again with putting on things like compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and peace that spiritual awareness now lives that spiritual awakening now lives within us now we can no longer you know quote unquote sin like we used to <laughs> you know there we can no longer just say anything out of our mouths and you know not feel that conviction of the holy spirit 
You know, it's really hard, you know, once you've been born again and baptized with the Holy Spirit, it's really hard to just go when someone makes you mad and you just cuss them clean out and go, you know, say you're going to church that morning, you cuss somebody clean out and you lifting your hands in church feeling like you ain't do nothing wrong. No, you're going to feel that conviction of the Holy Spirit because that wasn't right, you know, and don't get me wrong. The Bible says be angry but do not sin. And the anger here that it's telling you to put off, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. These are things that, you know, if you're acting out of anger, rage, malice, like you definitely need to ask the Lord to rid you, to help you rid yourself of such anger. Because it's like I said, you can be angry because, you know, there is such thing as righteous anger. You know, we see the Lord flipping tables. There's such thing as righteous anger. However, you cannot respond out of brokenness, out of out of of hurt and pain and and respond to that and give place for the devil to have a foothold in your life. No, the Lord wants you to pray and ask him to come in and and really cleanse you and rid, rid yourself of that because that is it's a hard place to be spiritually um a little bit of my story i i dealt with anger issues some sometimes people think that it's only like a male issue <laughs> it's not there are men and women who deal with issues of anger and i really i really had to submit you all I had to submit it was so hard but I had to daily walk in that forgiveness and the Bible says bear with each other and forgive one another even if any of you has a grievance against someone forgive as the Lord forgave you now I felt so convicted in that I'm like here I am walking in salvation and I am just holding on to the anger from years ago. I'm holding on to the anger that happened in childhood. You know, things, and don't get me wrong, there's things that stem from broken places that, you know, still kind of tinge your heart or still kind of trigger you a little bit. But I really had to surrender that to God because I was like, Lord, you forgave me. And we're supposed to give this gift of forgiveness freely. However, I don't want to forgive anyone. I am hurt. I am mad. And that's it. So I, the Lord really, who he dealt with me <laughs> and he will deal with you if that's also your testimony or there's also a struggle that you're having right now. And I just get an amen. And if you're not there yet, I listen prophesied over your life thank you father god that i'm able to forgive as you have forgiven me that i am able to give this gift freely to others and just prophesy over your life and it is so important to do that because it not only it's and i heard this analogy so many times and it's so true you know it is like you wishing death upon somebody while drinking poison like, how does that make any sense? Having anger in your heart, in you know, what what does that do for that person? Well, nothing, but it slowly kills you inside. Like, you're the one struggling with the, the issue of anger. You're the one 
just up at night, just feasting on this negativity. It's it's affecting you more than it's affecting them. And it's damaging your relationship with the Lord. So please, if you have any grievance against anyone, forgive as the Lord has forgiven you and free yourself from that poison. Free yourself from that. So I just had a little note in here um, because it we, we are able to forgive because God forgave us. However, God forgave us before we asked. And that's another point the Holy Spirit showed to me. It's so interesting how as humans, we want somebody to apologize first. So you're like, okay, you know what? I will give up this anger and I will forgive this person. But if they apologize to me, then I'll forgive them. (laughs) No, 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 no. God forgave us, remember, before, before we asked. So before Jesus, Jesus didn't stand at the cross and like, all right, I'm going to get up there. But all of y'all need to apologize first. And then, no, 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 no. He was a lamb led to the slaughter. He died for us before we even asked for him to come into our hearts, before we even acknowledged him as, you know, the, the Lord and Father. Like, he died before that. Can you imagine? Like, you can't have <laughs> God standing at the cross. Like, um, excuse me. Yeah, no, I, I will get up there and, you know, die for everyone's sins. However, so all you Jews need to apologize to me first and then recognize me as Lord and then I'll get up. No, 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 no. That's not how it worked. Praise God. That's not how it worked. <laughs> he loved us before we even knew to love him or knew about him. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this, the second part of this is, or I think it's like the fourth or fifth part at this point. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you are called to peace. Now, in my study Bible, there was an interesting fact here uh, written about this specific passage. It says the peace of Christ. So it kind of like broke it down further. Like, what is the peace of Christ? And my understanding was, you know, that feeling of peace, serenity, but Paul was actually getting to a deeper um, understanding. He said, when Paul refers to the peace of Christ, he is not talking about an internal feeling of serenity as much as a result of doing the right thing. When humanity rebelled, God sought to make peace or to make things right by sacrificing his own son. That blew my mind. I was like, you know, let the peace of Christ rule in you. You know, let let that feeling of just like, oh, peace that surpasses all understanding. That feeling, and it and yes, that is part of it. However, Paul was pointing to doing the right thing, and that blew my mind. As early in the passage, it said, if you're putting, getting rid of all these things, and you're putting on that compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, like you're doing what God has asked you to do. You know, chances are you're flowing in righteousness. You know, you're working on being holy because he is holy. You're, you're giving your life to him. You're, you're surrendering to him. You're walking in his word. You're walking in faith. You're stepping into faith. You are trusting him with your whole heart. You are walking in his commandments. Love your Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. 
and also loving your neighbor as yourself. So you are you are already functioning in what the Lord has asked you to do. Therefore, that result is you having peace because you know that you are doing what the Lord asked you to do. Even when people around you are acting crazy and, you know, you know, saying like, like, oh, you're crazy or, oh, and this happens to me at work uh, quite often. But I know that this is what the Lord had called me to do. And this is just the work that the Lord asked me and called me to do. Because I have a choice. I don't have to do this. I have a choice not to walk in peace and kindness. I have a choice not to speak kindly of my brothers and sisters. I have a choice not to walk in patience and surrenderance. And when I say that this happens to me at work, it's just people, you know, when people get into gossip, when people want to talk about another, when people oh, want to speak about things that are not holy or godly, and when I don't respond or when I don't jump in, they're like, oh, because, you know, you, you can't say that around her or, yeah, look at her. She probably thinks we're crazy. And it's like, why are you singling me out because I'm not responding or I'm not jumping in? And it's very interesting to me how that happens because it's like they notice that. People notice that when when you are walking a different path, you will be noticed. And you would think, you know, people would be like, oh, whatever. You know, she just da-da-da-da. And that does happen. However, people do notice when you're not joining into the gossip. People notice when you're not, you know, saying, you know, using filthy language. People do realize that and they see that. So it is so important to really walk in that compassion and kindness, humility, gentle and peace. Because people are watching you. Whether you like it or not, people are watching you. And don't get me wrong, we are human. We mess up. I am not saying that I'm perfect. Remember, being renewed, I am not I have not arrived. However, I you know, if you're always trying to consciously make that decision to walk, to to have grace with yourself, to remember like, you know, this is not conducive to my growth or being in this conversation, like how is that speaking good of my neighbor? If that person isn't there, how is this, you know, how is this godly? How am I showing myself to, you know, these people if I'm also joining in and I'm saying, you know, I'm trying to walk Christian life and I go to church and all these things. And don't get me wrong, church doesn't save you. But it's like if I'm trying to live a godly life, yet I'm in, engaging in the same things and the same appetites as the world, how am I any different? So we must be, like, we must stand apart. And when I say stepping into faith, oh my goodness, this is a huge part of that. Stepping into faith to say, you know what, Lord, like, I'm no longer going to walk in the ways of the world. I am going to rid myself of my earthly nature. I am going to truly live as a new creature. And though some of these, you know, some of the, some of these evil desires and greed and lust and all, rage and anger try to come up in me again, like, I will put down any thought that tries to exalt itself above you. Like, Lord, I will 
give it to you. I will pray in the spirit. I will pray daily. I will surrender. And as God gives grace to you, you need to have a lot more grace for yourself. It is a walk. It is a walk. You know what walking is? Putting one foot in front of the other. No matter how fast or how slow your pace, you know, God has has a, a path for you. And as long as you just walk, just walk. He didn't ask you to run. He didn't ask you to sprint. He did not ask you to be Hussein Bolt. Okay. He said to walk. You 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 walked into the life that you used to live in the earth and you're gonna turn the other way and walk into the life that the Lord has set out for you. So that's why I called this series Stepping into Faith, because it's one step at a time. You first want to start with, yes, Lord. Just telling the Lord, yes, giving him your yes, and he will show you the path that he has for you, and he will help you along the way. That's why we have the Holy Spirit. He is our help. He helps guide us into the path that the Lord has set out for us. Friends, I am so thankful that you have decided to join us, and I say us, me, the Holy Spirit, the Lord, Jesus, <laughs> join us on this, the, in, in this series. I truly bl- pray that it has blessed you, and it has truly, you know, given you some things to think about, and if you guys want to read that passage again, and kind of just ask the Holy Spirit to show you something different, or let something stick out to you that didn't stick out to you before, once again, it is Colossians three fifteen through 17. I truly pray it blessed you. It truly blessed me and it really got me thinking and challenging me to remember to whatever, to, to just walk in his grace, to walk. It reminded me honestly to walk, to step into faith, stepping into faith actively to continue to step and step and step because I want to, I want to see this come true and forth in my life in Colossians 3, 17, like in whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. Even though the flesh is weak, the spirit is willing, like even if I am just like, Lord, I'm so tired, like I'm tired of extending myself for these people, I'm tired of loving, I'm tired of doing all these things, the devil seeks to worry the saints, like and, and God knows, God knows these these little flesh bodies, <laughs> they are they are weak. However, it is still important that we ask the Holy Spirit to give us the energy, the passion, the the confidence to continue to step and to move because he will give you the strength to do so and to do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Everything you do, word or deed, And when you start to think like that, like I'm representing Christ, Christ in me, the hope of glory, it puts, it puts some, some fire under you to really, you know, think about how you're conducting yourself. Like, are you being holy? Are you walking in holiness? Are you, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? You know, we're praying for things, but how are you living? You know, you're, you're saying, God, like, I really need you to come through in this area of my life but you have yet to stop you know actively praying and trying to stop cursing people out you have stopped trying to actively work on 
you know, modesty. Work, and, and I'm talking about modesty not only in clothing, but also in your heart. Because it is so important. Like, your heart and your mind also need to be modest, need to be pure. It is important to actually be holy in all that you do. Mind, what are you watching? What are you listening to? It's it's very it's vitally important for all of these things to just be unto the Lord, like whatever you're doing. Because um, like we read last week in Luke 6, 45, you know, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. What is your heart full of? What are you you know, actively filling your heart with? Is it the word? Or is it what the world is telling you? Is it what people are telling you? Is it, you know, what what Satan is telling you about yourself and about the people around you? So I just, <laughs> I, I know I was about to close, but I don't know, someone definitely needs to hear that. But I thank you so much for joining us today and I just pray that you have a beautiful rest of your day. I will see you all back next week for another just beautiful word from the Lord. Thank you all for joining me. Bye-bye.